washed away, I've been redeemed. Amen. All right, you guys uh, been able to share your gladness that you're here this morning? Um, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs. Can I give a couple of shout-outs this morning before I get started? Uh, first of all, um, uh, didn't uh, Dane, Cindy, Zuri, Vicor, and the song leaders do a great job today? Thank you so much. Um, you know, that, that was just so uplifting. And, uh, man, I, I love just how they're doing it from their heart, and they're stepping up and using their talents for God, because this is, it's all to His honor and glory. And so uh, thank you guys so much for allowing us to be able to worship God in, in, in a uh, more deeper or you know, more connected time through, through uh, your music. So thank you, guys. Um, how about the singles? Did the singles do a great job last week on putting on? That was fantastic. Uh, you know, you guys hit a home run, and I know some of the singles are still out there all collecting the, um, the hope boxes that, uh, you know, they were promoting last week. So they're going around the different uh, ministries this morning, picking those up. Uh, but, it, you know, I thought... Okay, we'll probably get maybe 150, 160 people. I mean, we had close to 200 people last Sunday. That was, you know, and they did an outstanding job, you know. Um, so there's that. You know, you guys remember when um, uh, you, you were learning how to drive and, and, and pops or moms uh, gave you the keys to the car? You guys remember that and that feeling of you driving the car? The one you've been in? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, this morning uh, we have... Um, um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Renee and Matthew, they're driving the audio video this morning. They're driving the car this morning. So they're getting their, uh, their AV driver's license this morning. So uh, thank you guys for being here at 8 o'clock in the morning and setting up. And, uh, you know, the Wilkes are doing a great job of training them. And uh, let's definitely give th- a big round of applause for the Wilkes for being here, helping us out. You know, you saw, um, uh, you know, they, they, they were taking some pictures this morning because we're going to put up a, on Craigslist, we're going to put up a, a, an announcement about our church. And so, uh, we, you know, um, let's make sure that, uh, you know, that uh, when we come to fellowship, make sure we're meeting one another because we've had uh, in different ministries, even in this ministry, where people just are online and they just come to church through our online uh, advertisements. So, so always make sure that you're meeting someone that you don't uh, normally see here. Um, so that's, so that's uh, uh, another great thing. And uh, thanks, Derek, for sharing all your, all your great stories and uh, sharing your heart. It was just Derek, and I loved it. So thank you. Uh, all right, guys. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, look on over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, you know, um, now Dave uh, wanted us to kind of start a new series called Power Up. And uh, do you guys ever play uh, Mario Brothers? Uh, and you're Yoshi, right? Or I don't know, you know, I remember playing that with Matthew. And uh, right, so you're walking along, and then what happens? Don't you get to power up? Uh, and then you, you, you power up, and then you go, you know, you're all over the place, you know, you're like, invincible for like a minute or so, right? And uh, but this whole series is about, you know, just powering on up spiritually. And, um, you know, Dave has a different classes. Um, today I want to talk about. Uh, the ministry of the Spirit. Um, and, uh, you know, when you go on a ride with the Spirit, is it kind of challenging when the, the Spirit takes you on for a ride? Uh, yeah, right. And, and sometimes, I don't know when we think, when we say, uh, 
uh, you know, that God came to, you know, Christ came to, 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 to give us life to the full, right? And I don't know what you think that means, like life to the full, you know. And sometimes you think, oh, you're going to be a lot relaxing. You're going to be used a little bit and feel so awesome. You get to go home and sit on your couch watching TV, you know, feeling great that God used you, you know. And, and sometimes we get a little weird about or we get a, a, a misperception about what life to the full is in Christ. And uh, if you really want to know, all you have to look at is the life of Jesus, right? And you look at his life and you're like, that is life to the full. You know, and, uh, and, and it's only in the kingdom of God where on one day you hear this amazing news, and at the same, on the same day you get these, these really challenging news. You know, and, and on the same week you could, you could be at a wedding celebrating, and during that same week you can be at a funeral. Right? And, and it's just this big, I mean, these extremes, emotions, you know, events, and and you're there, and, and, and you're, you're helping somebody, and at the same time, you're, 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 you're at a place where you're just uh, suffering with somebody else because all the things that they're going through. And all of that leads to, you know, tired, right? Hey, that's life to the full. You know, to, what a privilege to be put in those positions. And, uh, and you know, and, and being a, a part of, the, of the, uh, the, the ministry of the Spirit is incredible and sensational. And uh, you wouldn't want it any other way. And so we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to share some stories that I believe are going to inspire you. And uh, I'm going to use those stories as, as a point to each one of my, my, uh, my points, okay? So let's look on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. And hopefully by the end of this sermon, you'll be... Uh, powered up, amen? All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 1 through 2. All right, but it's not up on the screen, it'll be there. Um, I'm reading, I'm a little bit old school, so I read the NIV 1984 version. So now they got a 2000 version. Uh, so I'm making my way on over there. So if you read a little differently, you know, that's why. Okay, it says there, verse 1, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people... Letters or recommendations, um, letters or recommendations to you or from you. You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Verse 6, he has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of his glory, fading though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. 
And if that was fading away, came to glory, how much greater is the glory that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Amen? You know, and uh, he starts off with, uh, do you ever go on a, uh, uh, a job and they ask you for your letters of recommendation? Right? And you, you submit them, right? And, uh, you know, uh, Paul's making a, a, a case here that, hey, you, know, you guys are our letters of recommendation. How God has used us, you know, to change your lives and hearts, you know. And isn't that true that some, some people here in the, uh, in, in the fellowship, that they are your letter of recommendation? That they would recommend you to study the Bible with somebody else? That, that when they're in need, you say, you know what, I, I, I know somebody that can help you out. They are your letter of recommendation, you know. And this ministry, uh, he says, it's all a result of God. This is not man's results. This is all the results of God. And he says to him, he's making a case that, hey, you know what, this competence, this ability for us to do that, it's not of our own, it's of God. And he makes the case that, man, you know, if the Old Testament, you guys remember when Moses was bright and they couldn't, you know, see him, you know, and he says, he goes, if that was that glorious, you know, back in the day, you know, how much glorious now would be the spirit, uh, the ministry of the spirit? You know, isn't that what you want to be of, of uh, a part of the ministry of the spirit? You don't want to be a part of the ministry of Edgar Sanchez or Dave Kim or, or the Webbers or whoever, right? Any other leader. You don't want to be a part of that. You're glad that they're a part with you in that. But you want to be a part of the ministry of the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit is creative. It's innovative. It's exciting. Miracles happen through the, through, uh, the Spirit. Amen. You know, and so he says, because we trust and rely on God, he says, therefore, we are confident. You know, and therefore, we are bold. We speak freely. Uh, without fear, we're bold because we understand this. You know, and he says that you are now a minister of the new covenant of this ministry. And uh, I want to share with you uh, three stories with three points about um, how the, the uh, how, how the, how, um, what are some of the um, characteristics or certain things that God works through in the spirit, in the ministry of the spirit. Number, my first point is the ministry of the spirit works through humility. If you're going to be a part and see these incredible things, you got to be humble. Uh, anybody need a dose of humility? Right, you know, it's like, you know, we, we all got to be growing in humility. Don't we all need help? You know, um, I was so encouraged by the men's midweek this past Wednesday at the O'Brien's house. Um, a lot more men, and even the men that weren't, uh, most of them couldn't be there, they had communicated, said, hey, I can't be there. I'm, I'm taking care of this and different things. So I was super encouraged on, on Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, one of the things that and a lot of different brothers had uh, just shared different things where I myself walked away edified, you know. But uh, one of the things that, that, that Amir mentioned at, at that uh, midweek was like, you know what, I'm here because I can't do this on my own. I need the fellowship. We need one another. Isn't that so true? 
you can't do Christianity is not meant to be lived out on your own, on your own strength, on your own power, or even just by yourself. You know, Christianity is lived out in relationships. Did you know that one? It's a relationship religion. Relationship with God, relationship with one another. Outside of that, you can't live out Christianity. Okay, so uh, it's all meant to be fulfilled in that. So I was just so inspired. But you know what? It made me reflect on how some of the greatest changes uh, that have happened in my life has because I had to get humble. And uh, I, I, two stories in particular. The first one was when we had lost you know, our kids, our, our failed adoption. And I remember just seeking out counseling. And, uh, and, and, and I remember telling the counselor, I said, you know what? He says, why are we here? I said, you know what? She said, I'm, I'm hurting so much. My wife is hurting so much. My son is hurting so much. And I don't know how to help them. I need your help to help my family. Those are some of the most humbling words I've ever had to say. To invite another man into my home to help me be the husband and the dad that my family needed to be and me to be during these times. God totally worked because God works through humility. You know, transformed my marriage, transformed, you know, my family, my relationship with my son. It transformed me. I'm so different on the inside. You know, I'm just like that. I was always seeking this transformation, didn't know how to get it. And man, I just been on this process of in, inwardly just being so different. But it's because I invited another man into my life to help me. You know, the other story, you know, just a couple of months ago, I, um, I, um, you know, I was uh, going through the scriptures with my son, you know, and uh, you guys know Matthew, my son Matthew, 17-year-old Matthew, you know. And, uh, you know, I felt there was a time, a period where he, he, uh, he was growing up, he really didn't make some, some, some wise decisions. And so we started reading the book of Proverbs together, you know, and just kind of meditate, just stop, don't read the whole thing, just, just whatever, you, whatever hits you, just stop, meditate, and let's talk about it. So we went through the whole book of Proverbs like that. It took us, uh, you know, a couple, like maybe two, three months to do that. Okay, and so I'm, I'm helping him out, and, and I'm kind of seeing that, you know what, I'm a really good heart-to-heart guy. I'm a heartsy guy. That's, that's just who, who God has made me to be. Okay, I'm not really a, a, a pure guy. I'm not really a thinker that way. So I'm moved by emotions and stuff like that. Now, my son's not really a, well, he's got an amazing heart, but he's different than me. He's more up here. And so I went to Dave Kim, and I said, Dave, I need your help. I don't know how to help my son out. Was that humble? Will you help me? I'm good at connecting with my son in my heart, but he has some questions that I just can't answer. So we ended up getting together with Dave, right? Going through, okay, you know, our children need some meat, something to hang on to with their faith. Okay, so we went through, what are the four different views of God? No God, many gods, God is just a force, or the one and true God. We went through how all churches, you know, they fall into one of three categories, three views of faith. Those Bible studies, you know, just gave my son some, you know, something, something to hang on to his faith, right? He had answers now to what he was seeking, right? You guys want, the amazing thing is, 
after a couple of months of studying, my son's getting baptized today. Isn't that awesome? That is just God. And what got me to this point was like, God, now sometimes your kids take you on a roller coaster ride, right? You know, I, I, we, we've been on a Matthew Sanchez roller coaster ride, my wife and I at home, you know, taking us through all these things and stuff. When you just got to keep trusting in the Lord and you just say, God, you know the date. You know the time. And uh, I was praying for August 12th, but after 28 years, August 27th, you know what I've learned? Close enough is good enough. <laughs> I'll take that answered prayer. Okay? But I don't think I could have gotten there if, if we weren't humble. If you don't ask for help. Can I be legit with you, some of you guys? Can I be legit? We're an equal opportunity church, so the sisters get it too. <laughs> hey, there is no man, you know, male or female in Christ, right? Some of you guys are just really prideful. You don't know how, you don't want to ask for help. You don't know how to ask for help, and you got to get humble. And so you're stuck. Same thing over and over and over and over again. You're not going to make it. you got another 30, 40 years. You better get humble. You, got, you know, the, the ministry of the Spirit works through humility. you got to get humble, amen? So I encourage you guys. And you know what? And i got to get more humble in other areas too. Right? But... but but we're going to see God's miracles. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 7. But we're going to see, um, you know, just great miracles and being a part of it when we're humble. You know, I remember being uh, 20 years old, studying the Bible. And, uh, you know, I had studied the Bible with, you know, so many different studies. I remember I was ready to quit. Remember when you were ready to quit? You know, I was like, oh, this will be my last Bible study. You know, and I remember... Seeing the joy of the disciples, because I went to their household and I saw them. And I remember at 20 years old saying to, to me, I said, you know, Edgar, you better humble out. Because you will never have that joy that you see without their help. Their joy convicted me. I didn't know how to get it outside of Christ. And so you got to be humble. Right? And so there's all these amazing blessings when we're humble. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 7, it says there, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Does God care for you? Does he want to hear all your anxieties, your worries, your fears? He does, right? To cast, another word for cast would mean make a deposit. What happens when you make a deposit in the bank? You deposit and then you walk away. You leave it to him. And why is he going to listen to you? Because he cares for you. Okay, and so he's saying he calls us to be humble. Is it scary to be humble? Very scary. But you can trust the Lord. You can trust God. He cares for you. And he actually calls you to humble yourselves. Make a decision to be humble, amen? You know, my second point is that 
you know, the ministry of the Spirit works through determination. Um, you know, uh, uh, let's look on over to uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 51, 56. All right, uh, the old cheesy Edgar would say, let's look over. But I, I, I've grown into that. I've, I've gotten back past that. Okay, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 56. All right, so um, I've been so inspired by Mike Lynn. I mean, just totally inspired. His dad's suffering through cancer for the last couple of years. You know, I've gone out and prayed with him. We've gone together, you know, go for our walks. Right, just, I've just been knowing of the story. Uh, you know, a couple of, maybe a month ago, he's telling me, hey, you know what, just, he's got only like a, you know, a couple of months left to live. And uh, what does he do? He gets determined. And he starts driving every weekend to Bakersfield to spend time with his dad, who has a Jehovah Witness background. Would that be a tough conversion? But Mike, being the logical man that he is, he's a great teacher, very disciplined. He knows what he's talking about. He'll research things. He goes, you know, he's going up there consistently determined to, you know, to, to do the best that he can and just leave it up to God. And God works through determination, you know. And sometimes the results are amazing. Sometimes they're not. Okay, so this isn't a, uh, what is it, the gospel, the prosperity gospel type thing where everything results is good? No. Okay, but, but you want to know that you did your very best. That you were determined and God, you know, I leave the results up to you. Because nobody comes to God unless God works. Nobody receives the gift of the, the Spirit, Holy Spirit unless God gives it. Right? So it's got to be Him. He goes up, and I, I want to show you this next picture. Can you put up the picture of, of, of Mike Len and his dad? Uh, up there, right? But he's just, you know, and so you can see, right? I mean, can you imagine what you'd be going through, spending every week? You know, he's not here this morning, right? But um, uh, do we, uh, there's that. As they look that up, I guess, uh, let's look on over to, uh, okay, you guys, Luke chapter, well, actually, they need to put the scriptures too. But anyways, um, so uh, uh, I want you guys to see the picture. Do you guys have it? No. Okay. Anyways, he baptized his dad. And I wanted to show you the picture of the baptism. You know, that was, I think, like last Sunday. I was like, that is so awesome. I'm like, come on. That's probably one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. You know, and, and then... He goes, look, that's, that's, that's Mike baptizing his dad. Come on. But what, if, what if he wouldn't have been determined? What if he wouldn't have been that focused that this really matters? You know, maybe that wouldn't have happened. You know, and he's so determined. About, and then like four or five days later, his dad passes away. He sends it out a scripture how one day, you know, we'll all be raised and spend eternity together. I'm like, I mean, thank you, God. You left Mike with an amazing taste in his mouth of how sweet you are. That, thank you. 
I know that doesn't always happen to everybody. But we can't give up on not being determined. We can't accept it. we got to just keep on praying. When it all happens, it's going to be an answered prayer. I remember when I was in San Diego, and I was like, you know what, i got to go up to, to uh, i, I got to move. I became a disciple at San Diego State. And I was like, i got to go up there because, uh, you know, I, I, I can't accept it that my family's not saved. So with determination, I went, I came up to L.A., and I was just determined. And year after year of prayers, you know, each one, my whole family got baptized. And you know them. They're part of here and part of San Diego, the church out there. Okay, but we can't give up on our families. You know, you still got to dream. You still got to do it. I don't, you know, until somebody's gone, I mean, you know, let God work. You know, but you got to get determined on your prayers. You, got, you just got to keep on begging. You just got to do whatever you got to do. Okay, because um, this, you know, let's just pray that the Spirit will work. Luke chapter 9, you guys there? All right, Luke chapter 9, verse uh, 51. Uh, Luke chapter 9, 51 through 56. Let's look at the uh, attitude of Jesus, right? The title is Samaritan Opposition. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. As he sent messengers on ahead, he went into Samaritan, uh, to a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call a fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, and they went to another village, right? And so Jesus was going to Jerusalem. Well, what awaited Jesus in Jerusalem? Death! And he resolutely sets out for Jerusalem. He was determined, right? He was steadfastly going to Jerusalem. We need to imitate our Lord and, get, and be and get determined. I am determined to grow and build this ministry. I am determined that one day we will have our own building. So that our families are there. We're gonna, I am determined to leave something for our children. And you guys get to be a part of it. Because we're going to do this all together. And it's a privilege. It's an honor to be able to do that. It's so much easier to just go somewhere else and not even have this privilege. But to me, it's a privilege. So I'm determined. And, we're gonna get, and we are determined to build these things, you know. But we got to imitate our Lord Jesus to get determined. Do you need to get determined about your family being saved? You got to get determined about having an amazing marriage. You got to get determined on it. Amen? You know, the 13th, uh, I said the 13th, the third thing. It's my Spanish ministry. All right. All right, let's look at the third thing. Uh, the ministry of the Spirit works through devotion. Look on over to Psalm chapter 86. 1 through 13, Psalm 86, Psalm 86, verses 1 through 13, oops, now, um, what a, what, what a, what a week, right, uh, so many of our brothers and sisters are going through difficult times with family members passing away, you're getting the news, you and your son's getting baptized, you know what I mean, it's just like, like this morning, I was like, Lord, my feelings are all 
twisted up on the inside, you know? And, um, um, and, and, and I love that we can just always be, you know, de- uh, have a devotion because God knows how to un- unra- uh, untangle you up, right? And um, in Psalm chapter uh, 86, one, verse 1 through 13, it, it says there, Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Uh, guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Verse 5, you are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call, call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord. No, no deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all of my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. Right? Was this psalmist devoted? Don't you want to have this type of heart? Do you have this type of heart where you can actually talk to God and say in verse 2, For I am devoted to you. You're expressing these things to God who, who knows everything about you. You know, I mean, that, you know, to have that devotion, to have this prayer life, this connection, God works through, a, through a devotion. And his heart is, you know, God, I lift up my soul. He's saying, God, right, um, and I just love in verse, verse 11. Do you, see if you have this, is this you? Is this you saying these things? Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. You know, God looks all rain. His eyes range throughout this earth to look for these type of men and women that are seeking him out. They are calling him to help. I mean, what, a, what an awesome prayer. Give me an undivided heart. You know, one of the prayers that I've been saying that I've just seen God just totally work is, you know, I try to do this every morning. You know, God, uh, I pray to be... Uh, 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 one in uh, one with you in my mind. I pray to be God, one with you in my heart. I pray to be God, one with you in my actions. God, I pray to be one with you with my time. I pray to be one with you with my money, God. And God, keep away all distractions from me. Keep away my temptations away from me that would distract me from those things. Right? Great prayer. I encourage you, pray those things. If you're not there, it's okay. Then you can say, God, help me to be more one with you. Help me to not be distracted in these things, right? And so you can see, and, and, and so here I am. Usually, remember how Doug would always encourage us on Mondays to go pray for the whole ministry? You guys remember that? Uh, um, those are my Friday mornings now. You know, I just go to the park and I pray for all of you. You know, and in the Spanish, you know, I just go name by name, by name, by name. Okay, now, 
here I am. My wife, I knew that um, she, you know, she's a uh, she's a nurse at Kaiser, right? And so there there was a family that uh, their baby wasn't uh, they wasn't going to make it, you know, and they had to make a decision if they if they had to discontinue care, you know. And so I'm praying, I'm praying for my wife. God be with her, strengthen her. God, if I could do something to help her, right? I'll, I'm just praying through my 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 stuff in the day, right? And then uh, my wife calls me up. All right, leaves me a message, sends me a text, call me, it's urgent. I'm like, okay. Uh, so what does a good husband do? I called her, you know. So uh, I, I try to be a good husband, not that I'm, you know. Amen, that's another thing. But All right, so then I called her, right, and she's telling me, hey, you know what? This family, uh, they're looking for a, a pastor to come and pray with them because they're going to discontinue care. Now, this baby's like, you know, like, premature right and so she said you know what i talked to my uh, my my supervisors you know i said hey my husband's a a a lay minister you know is it okay if he comes in they're like yeah call him you know so i'm like okay i'll be down there within the hour now i try to be like jesus normally in the past i would have just gone down there but jesus didn't get that you know distract i can i finished my prayer right because then it's so easy like oh i'm gonna go pray and you get a phone call and you get distracted, and then you go do the good deed, and then you're like, yay, good, good deed. And then you forget about what you were going to do. Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus would say, I'm going to go pray. Then a whole bunch of people would say, hey, heal me, heal me. He would do it, but then he continued to go up to the mountainside to pray at night. So it's just like, okay, you know what? I, I, I want to be as devoted, right? So, so I go down there. And, you know, everything just kind of met, you know, like my whole, like, it's like God ordained that moment, you know. Here I am in the hospital praying with my wife and this other family for for their baby, you know, where they're going to discontinue care. And, and and, and, And I feel their pain because I know what it's like, right, to, to have a whole bunch of hopes and dreams for your children and have and, and that just gets all shattered because of our failed adoption and you're left with just a bunch of shattered dreams and so god is just totally using us right there and it becomes like a surreal moment for me here i am with my wife at work praying and she's getting paid <laughs> and her supervisor thinking i'm just awesome You know, I mean, this is just surreal. That is the ministry of the Spirit. Okay? And you'll find yourself with situations like that where God just works. Okay? But you got to be humble. You got to be uh, determined. And you got to be devoted. Because God looks for these types of men and women and just let him fulfill your life in those things. That's life to the full. I'm tired. There's a lot of highs and lows. And I can't do anything apart from him, right? But that's life to the full. I'm living life to the full. God wants all of us to live life to the full in that way. Amen? So, um, so guys, are you glad to be a part of the ministry of the Spirit? Amen? Let's put our heart, our, our mind, our spirit all behind it, and, uh, and, uh, and let's just let God work. Amen? All right. Amen. Let's, let's, let's say a prayer, 
uh, and I'm going to do some announcements, and then we'll be dismissed, okay? All right, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you have called us out of this world, God. Uh, Father, you believe in us so much, Father, so much more than we even believe in ourselves, God. But, Father, we need you and want you, Father. Uh, God, uh, here we are, God. Please help us. Father, please take away, Father, all distractions, Father. Uh, God, keep away, Father, the, the temptations that really just, just throw those way off, God. And, Father, help us to be of one of mind with you, God. Help us to be of one in heart with you. Help us to be one with you, God, in our actions, God. Help us to be 